Hello, and welcome to Talk and Psych with Doc Raz. I'm your host, Doc Raz. So today I wanted to just talk about the experience of therapy and what it might look like. I know there are a number of people who I have seen who have never been to therapy before, and they're not really sure how it works or how it's supposed to go. Now, I want to caution you, of course, to take everything I say with a little bit of a grain of salt because each therapist is going to work a bit differently. They are a different person than I am, and so I can certainly speak from my experience as a therapist and as somebody that has supervised other people, but it is difficult to talk about every experience that other people may have. And so if you have been in therapy and this doesn't match up with your experience, that doesn't mean that there was anything right or wrong on either end, it just means it was different. And despite sometimes cultural belief, different does not automatically equal bad. Different is just different. And so I wanted to start with finding a therapist and then kind of talking about the intake process and how that might look for different people. And so depending on kind of your situation and how you plan to pay for therapy, finding a therapist may involve going to your insurance website and simply looking up somebody close to you that takes your insurance and calling and seeing if they're taking new patients. Um, If you've seen in the United States of America different headlines, there are not always enough mental health professionals for all of the people that may need or be interested in therapy. And so you may have to call around a little bit to find somebody that's actually taking new patients and also somebody whose open slots work with your schedule. I'm going to encourage you to not, like, when you take an intake slot, maybe ask if you're talking to an actual person about what does their schedule, like, when do they generally have availability? When do they think they would normally be seeing you? Because if you take an intake slot, say Wednesday morning because that's what's available, that's fine. But if that's when the general opening is going to be and that does not work for you, you've sadly kind of wasted your time and theirs. Um, I have my main job where I provide therapy, but I also have where I provide teletherapy through a third party that works with insurances. I've had to add in my kind of little bio that I only do evenings and Saturday morning because I've had people who have taken an intake slot, but then they don't really want that time. Like they'll take a Saturday morning because that's what's available and it works for them that particular day. But in general, they do not want Saturday mornings. And so I now have to fit them in to somewhere else in my week. And so it's just a little bit difficult. It, it's not impossible. It's just a little bit difficult. 
other clinics are set up so intake slots are at particular times and then therapy times are at different times. And so if you can, talk to the person that's scheduling you if you're, again, talking to an actual person. Like I said, my kind of secondary is Tela, and so they're just signing up for a slot. There's no communication with each other until that intake slot time. Um, there's also psychology today. You can certainly Google. Word of mouth can sometimes be useful. And the fact that you have somebody that can give you honest feedback about their experience with a particular clinician. And if it's somebody that you trust, then you're more likely to actually trust that recommendation. Um, your doctor's office may also either A, have people on staff, or B, have a list of community references that they can give you. So it can certainly take some legwork, um, but it is not impossible. And there are also other online options. Part of the difficulty, depending where you live, is if you're in a very rural community, there's probably not going to be somebody readily available that you can easily travel to. Like maybe there's somebody available, but they're, you know, an hour away or something because you live in a very small community and the next town over or the next big town is an hour away. Um, and you may want to consider is looking for somebody outside of your town better so that way they don't possibly know the same people that you know. That's one benefit of the tele that I do is I work with a number of people find me who inadvertently live like two hours away and so it works a little bit better. It's a little bit different. I have one person that happens happens to live in the town that I have my main job in and so you know, we could run into each other. It's kind of awkward, but it happens. Um, so, okay, so we found a therapist. We don't know yet if they're a good fit. If you have multiple options, certainly think about what you want in a therapist, what you might need in that other person, um, and know that you have choices. Know that if this particular relationship, this particular therapist is not a good fit for you. That does not mean, well, therapy is not for you. It just means possibly that person is not for you. Not everybody works with, well with everybody. And that's okay. Um, and then that first appointment is going to be an intake. So what that is going to look like, again, sort of depends on the environment in which you're seeing that person, whether they are part of a larger health system, such as, you know, part of a, a medical system, or whether they are working in a private practice, or again, the third party that I work through with insurance. Um, there's templates that they give us, but there's no, like, you have to use this template. If it is through a hospital system or medical system where they are possibly accredited by a larger body, 
then that intake is going to be much more standardized. They're going to have a particular template that they have to work through. And so it may feel a bit kind of impersonal. And it may feel a little bit like you're getting, frankly, kind of whiplash as they move from one topic to another. Okay, what do you do for a living? Tell me about your medical history. Tell me about your friends and family. Tell me about if you had any childhood trauma. Um, you know, as they move through these different things, again, they may not feel very connected, You're like, and they may not have a lot of time to kind of go in depth into the things that you were sharing. That first session is really meant to get to know you and to figure out what you're coming for and not necessarily like getting into the nitty gritty of things yet. Um, if they're in a private practice, there's certainly more flexibility. The things that they need to, if they're charging insurance, if they're private pay, it's really whatever they would like for their personal note system. If they are charging insurance, there's certain things that they're going to have to give the insurance like a diagnosis, what are they, you know, what are they treating? They're going to have to give them the amount of time and depending on the insurance, they may have to give them like a general kind of summary, progress, treatment plan, sort of things like that. Um, but those things are not going to necessarily dictate what that intake looks like. Um, and so it can be in a private practice setting a much more kind of, I don't want to say engaging because some of us do that more standardized well, um, but it may be more individualized. That may feel more like a conversation versus discussion of these different areas and filling out like a medical form. No matter the style of intake that your chosen therapist engages in, you might leave it feeling like this isn't what you thought therapy would be like, or that maybe it felt a little cold or distant even. But I'm going to encourage you to give therapy a chance beyond the intake. Give it a few sessions to see what that particular therapist does beyond that first session. Great. For a number of us, that first session is a bit different than the other sessions moving forward. Again, because you're trying to get that summary of this person in front of you and what's going on with them and who they are. Um, whereas the future therapy sessions is actually getting into the work and getting into what brings the person and working to help them address it. Um, at some session, it may also be that towards the beginning, you talk about a treatment plan 
and set specific goals and talk about specific objectives for those goals. Some places, again, this depending on the setting, this might be more formal than others. But a part of the conversation that I hope is happening, whether it's in the intake or at some other point in the conversation, is how will we know when therapy can end? How will we know when we've met our goals and that our time together for this episode of care can be done? Um, There are not a lot of people that need to be in therapy forever. And I think there used to be that message that, oh, you're mentally ill, so you're just going to be in therapy forever. But we're finding that that's not actually helpful for people to be in therapy in general that long, like for years and years and years. Um... For some people it's necessary, but it's good to have that conversation with the therapist you're working with. Um, I will make the comment to people that I am working, I'm working to work myself out of a job. I'm working so eventually the patient I am working with does not need me. And I did, you know, make the comment earlier or use the phrase episode of care. And I say that because things pop up and sometimes we have multiple episodes of care. We have, you know, one episode and then maybe a few years later or a decade, we need to come back and engage in therapy again. Either something new popped up that we're not sure how to handle or... Maybe we're getting a little rusty in our skills, and so we need some help kind of strengthening those back up. Um, Life is not kind to anyone, and so the thought is that eventually therapy will make it so you can handle the difficulties of life on your own without the help of a therapist because things are going to pop up. I am not going to lie to you and act like at some point it will all be magical all the time. That is just very unrealistic. Um, And so hopefully those are parts of the conversation that your therapists are bringing up. If they're not, you can certainly bring them up. And there are different schools of thought, and so therapists are going to function differently. Somebody that practices from a cognitive behavioral standpoint, where we're looking at thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, where we're kind of breaking those things down, we're challenging cognitions or our thoughts. That's going to look very differently than somebody that practices from a psychoanalytic standpoint where they're really concerned with the unconscious and depending on that particular school of thought, which sort of sub-branch, it might just be the, you know, sort of stereotypical 
idea of lay down on the couch and just start, you know, free associating, just start kind of talking to me. Um, those are obviously very different ways of doing therapy. And for, depending who you are, one is going to feel better than the other. One's going to kind of fit better with who you are as a person. And one is going to have some of those aspects that I've talked about. The cognitive behavioral therapist is going to be much more likely to have a specific discussion about a treatment plan, about, you know, if I had a magic wand and I could make everything better, how would you know in the morning that it was better? What would be different compared to the psychoanalysis? Um, based therapist who again may just have you engage in free association if they belong to a different sub-branch it's going to be more of a back and forth um, so it like I said it really depends but these are things to think about as well for like what do you want in a therapist what might fit best for you, like I said. So I think I'm going to do a little bit of a series on just therapy and what therapy kind of looks like um, or can look like. Just because I know some people have never been to therapy before and it can certainly be kind of scary figuring it out or you feel sort of stuck in maybe your head a little bit about what is this going to look like? What is this going to be? Um, and we may also talk about episodes of Care More. Um, if there's a particular question you have related to this, please let me know. You can email me at talkandpsychwithdocgraz at gmail.com or you can reach out on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube at talkandpsychwithdocgraz. Um, but I hope you all have a nice day and you do something nice for yourself. Bye.